Homelessness is a massive thing with truth. 22% of homelessness in the UK are veterans. People come over here, get a roof over the red. Yeah, veterans don't. Why? Who, who says yes and no? Your face is a staggering refugee crisis. Why the people who served our country have a higher chance of ending up on the streets. Not selling their medals and living on park benches. These people know if they can get so far, if they get scooped up by our Coast Guard, they'll get brought this way. We're making it too easy for them. It needs a combined effort. When you look at that and go, we need to stop this coming into our country. How would you stop it? Is there someone out there looking after the military, looking after veterans going, hold on a minute, you ain't got a bed. Anyone who's served their country, when it comes to the benefit system, if they're in need of something, they should go to the front of the queue. There's three to 4,000 ex-military homeless people living yeah. in London each night. This guy served his country. Yeah. You can't just leave him in the lurch. You need to help him as well. The other thing, the other flip side of this, and I have to mention this because... Welcome to the Eventful Lives podcast. I'm your host, Dodge, and I'm the founder of Bournemouth Sevens, the world's largest sports and music festival. On this podcast, I speak to fascinating people who have all lived eventful lives. If you haven't already, do us a favour, press the follow button and check us out at Dodge Woodall on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, where we've now had over 80 million views. The legend Phil Campion, SAS Assassin, returns for part two. You guys showed him so much love in the last episode on YouTube, we had to get him back. We have a right laugh as he delves further into his crazy past and even funnier stories. I absolutely love this episode and can't wait for you all to have a listen. This is the eventful life of Mr. Phil Campion. Phil, welcome back to the show, mate. Mate, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Love it. Mate, that <laughs> first, the part one we did was unbelievable. I can't believe it. Do you know, it's proper humbling as well to, for people to just sort of like, some of the comments on there were insane, weren't they? Do you know what I mean? Crazy. And so, look, people are watching now again. I can't thank you enough for that because it was like, do you know, what a morale boost for my mental health, yeah. if, if nothing else. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Brilliant. Well, it was all off the cuff. Amazing yeah. stories, great bloke, <laughs> two fellas just having a chat, off the cuff, see what happens. Yeah, I, seriously, I just, you know, I felt so relaxed in it. Yeah. And I, I think that's testament to the, to the way it came across. But, Lovely. you know, obviously your team did a great job of putting it together. And, yeah. Lots of people have watched it. Yeah, mate. What's it? 500,000 people already have already yeah. watched it. And the comments are ridiculous. Everyone loves yeah, yeah, it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Everyone absolutely loves no, it. No, it's fun. No, it's, it, it, like I say, it's a humbling thing yeah. to have some of the comments on there. And then what we did after that one, I invited you to my Bournemouth Sevens Festival. Yeah, you're a dark horse for that, mate, because <laughs> that's huge, isn't it? That's bigger than Ben Hur. <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was just turning up to a field to watch a bit of rugby. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden it's like, hang on a minute, there's a fence all the way around it, yeah. there's, there's a way in, there's a secret way in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. 30,000 people partying in a field for three days. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, it mate. was good though, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, a cool, it's a cool theme as well. Yeah, it's, a cool, it's, a, it's a vibe going through there, right. isn't it? Which was, which was really good. Sport and music festival, you know, like 100 DJ yeah. bands. It's what people like, da, 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 da. sport and festival. Anyway, what I liked about that is a couple of things I want to go back on. It's the first thing, how much weight have you lost since the last time you come here? You're looking great, Nick. I've lost six stone. So wow. I boxed and I had my fight. Um, I boxed and I just, I, I took the fight purely to, to get the weight off, really, because there's nothing worse than turning up as a blob and getting beaten up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I was like, no, 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 I've got to get some weight off. What was, the, what was the trigger point for you? Was the trigger point when you noticed yourself on screen after seeing no, this? the or? trigger point for me, and this is no word of a yeah. lie, I was, having a fella, I was having a chat with a fella Christmas last year, right? And jokingly, he said, in the, well, it wasn't even jokingly. He said in the conversation, someone said, oh, why are you losing weight? And he said, because I can't reach my arsehole. When I, I can't wipe my arsehole properly. And I swear to Christ, I was sat down and I went for the toilet paper and I'm like, 
Og det har jeg også været. Og kom, det. Så jeg og kom, det. Og det er lidt til at You blob. Og fat shame myself. One of them conversations in America. Phil, you are out of all the sun. What are you doing to your body? Do you know what I mean? And I was, yeah, that was it. I was like, no, no, I've got to do something. So, yeah, just. So you've lost six. This is you've lost six. There. What month are we now? We're in August. August now, yeah. You come in on when did uh, when did you come in, Josh? I can't remember. Like three or four months ago. Yeah. Three four months ago. Tell me the the process what you've done to lose that weight for anyone listening. I have changed my diet completely. Yeah. I've not touched alcohol. Uh, I've I've trained. I've done some. I've done some insane sessions. I've been really lucky because you know people like Scott Welsh have, have helped me along. You know, there's Udairs gyms in Bournemouth here. That's that's run by an ex lab from from SF. Yeah. Great lad. You know, so I've had some great support. I've, do you know what? One of the things that really helps me is I've documented the whole thing on social media. Yeah. So there's no escaping now, yeah. is it? Do you know what I mean? Because you go back and you're like, oh, what a tit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I can't do that now. You know what I mean? I've like pushed myself in a position. But one of the things that really keeps me going with it is the fact that a lot of people have joined in with it now. A lot of people are doing it with me. They're going, Phil, you've, you've, you've turned my life around. You've mm. done this, you've done that. And I'm not, to me, I'm just, you know, the proof of the pudding's here, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So... Yeah, I've, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. Like I've, got, I've got a son, two sons in the military. I couldn't even go on the hills walking with them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I want to go and show them what I did and, you know, have a little bit of a chat with them. And all that stuff's opening up to me again yeah. now. Mate, it's amazing what you've achieved. What, what was the time when you were with Bear Grylls and you were doing something, doing some exercise, and you were like, I can't fucking do this? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we, did that, um, we did that challenge. What was it? The, the, the Barbarian Challenge. Yeah. And basically, it's, it's, it's a, you've got to pull 40 kilos on a sled, you've got 20 kilos on each arm, 10 kilos on each foot, and a, and a 20 kilo vest or something. Yeah. You've only got to go for a mile. I've got about halfway through it, and I'm like, geez. And Bear stopped it. I wasn't going to stop it. I mean, I was a bulging lot, you know. My heart's going, I'm not going to die. And Bear's thinking, not in my back garden. So, yeah. you know. <laughs> what, was the, what was the point? Remember, you turned up at Bournemouth Sevens this year in May, bank holiday, and you were like, Dodge. I've got hunted Channel 4 and they want to come to your festival. Tell me that story, what happened Yeah, so, there. right, so we have, we've got a guy that's helping us with my radio station. Um, he's going to be he's going to be head of, head, head, of, head of news and all that sort of stuff. And he's, he was on Hunted as the punter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to say his name now because I, I, just, because I can't, because yeah. it's not coming out yet and all yeah. that sort of stuff. When's anyway, it coming out? Um, it will be out what? in, um, It'll be out in January, right? Okay. So he's on there as the punter, like, do you know what I mean? But he's allowed to have certain phone numbers that are allowed to help him out. So I get a phone call from the show. Can you help? Are you prepared to help out? Yeah, of course I am. So they haven't put two and two together. Yeah. Right? There's a long story behind this. It was my idea this show was in the first place. Robbed by Channel 4, I'm going to tell you, right? But anyway, I think to myself, this is a great opportunity to get get a little bit back at them, like, do you know what I mean? So I fills in the thing and does that, and I'm put down as a number, and you're only allowed to spend something like 24 hours with them, or 48 if you get extra permission or something. You're not allowed to do the whole thing, or they would have, they'd have, they'd have been put, they were pulling their hair out in the 48 hours yeah. I had. So yeah. one of the things they like you to do is is sort of like make make a bit of a fool out of the hunters, like, do you know what I mean? So take your punter to places where loads of people are going to see them, and you can make a bit of a noise. So I thought festival, great, do you know what I mean? As soon as you said that, I said, right, let's get him down there, do you know what I mean? <laughs> But we absolutely made mugs out of them. We really did. And in the end, they were just... I think, to be fair, right, in the end, the producers like sort of like grasped us up where we were, right? Do you know what I mean? Because at one stage, they didn't even know where we were. They're supposed to know the whole time where you are. And at one stage, I'll give them the slip on the way back from Bournemouth to Southampton, went round and round about, hidden the fire station, went the other way. They're like, where's he gone? <laughs> Wasn't it a celebrity? Was it a celebrity we had at Cumberland Festival? He slipped in the back. He was like slipping he, in the back he, gate. He was, yeah, he was a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. Although not many people have heard of him, no. so it's like, oh right. 
And what was happening there? Because they were like, can we film you, Dodge? Can we film you, Phil? Can we film him? Tell me what was going on. What are they doing? Just for, is that just for like B-roll? So No, they have. They're supposed to film the whole thing. This, this camera crew is supposed to collect absolutely everything. Dodge, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because they don't... It, it's crazy. It's crazy. But the hunters have the same thing as well. So I've got I've got some footage on my phone. <laughs> the hunters were waiting to were, were looking for them. They got wind of the fact that we might be on the Red Funnel Ferry down in Southampton, right? <laughs> so they turn up. So I think right. Well, I'll turn up because I haven't got him, and I'll throw a bit of a decoy in. So I turn up, see them on the pier, all looking around. I go, gotcha. Like, this, like what's he doing here? Like, do you know what I mean? So, so then it becomes the hunters become the hunted luck, yeah. and I I put them on Facebook Live yeah. and start chasing them down the thing. <laughs> They're trying to get away from me, and I'm just laughing at their camera, going, "Look at them! Look!" look. <laughs> you mentioned a minute ago. Roll back a minute. You said it was your idea for the yeah. Hand so hand. I wrote a few years ago. I did that drugs live thing on Channel Four, didn't I? Where, where I took the disco biscuit and got on a brain scanner, and they had a big old thing about it. It was. It was. It was. Hold on. Hold on. Let's start with this first. Let's start with the first one. I'll hold you on that. Taking the pill. Go to go the first one about the hunted. Your idea, where did that come so, about? Right, yeah. so I ended up, I did. They, they liked what I did on that programme. That, that was the point of bringing in the Disco Biscuit yeah. stuff, right? Because they liked what I did and I came across well and they, they enjoyed it. So the, one, of the, one of their sort of like people that cast, or I don't know what they called them, executive producers or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. He called me in for a meeting and said, look, we liked what you did on TV. We'd like to give you a go at this. They, they paid me to do a little pilot thing and I went over and I filmed me stabbing pigs in that in, um, in Florida, right? It was, it, I've, got, I've got the film roll somewhere. It was genius. It was great. It was a Big Phil's food fight. It was, and I was cutting things up and eating them. Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. It, was, it was all right. It was cool. Never went anywhere. Anyway, they asked me to put, come in and present to them a load of my ideas. So I said, "Who dares wins?" Which I called selection. That was that was yeah. my idea. Um, and I called it on the run. I've got all the paperwork to back it up. You know, they can't deny it. They cannot deny it was my idea because I've got the paperwork and the dates and the times it was sent on email. Like, do you know what I mean? So I called it on the run, Hunter Force. All the terminology they've got is all mine. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, it was an absolute broad day. When they come to cast it, I thought, well, I'll stick my name in the hat anyway, just see if I can make a few. Mate, they completely, no, 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 no. What, you're, they blamed you? Yeah, 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 absolutely mugged me off. So this was a good little opportunity to, to, to have a little pop back. And mm. also now, you know, my name's a little bit bigger now. I'm starting to let people know what they did to me yeah. because it was bang out of order, Dodge. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, bang of out of order. Oh, do you remember the fella who nicked the idea? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah, 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 David Glover. Okay. <laughs> I know his name. And have you had it out with him? Really, it, have you had it out I, with him? Do you know what, I've tried, I tried to send him an email, right, and I said to him about who dares wins and said, you know, you could at least roll me on there. And he, and he said, he, I've got the email somewhere. His email back was, oh, we're a little bit full of special forces types at the moment. Don't think you'd fit in. You're joking. Seriously, yeah, 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 so yeah. So he, yeah. he couldn't even slip you in and so say, you know what, we're no. not your idea, but you know yeah. what, we'll put you in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Raise yeah, your yeah, profile, yeah, status. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, from the highest Have you heights. seen him face-to-face? No. Anywhere, have you seen him pop up no, anywhere? No, he's, I know he runs a production company now, but I, look, do you know what I mean? Dog, what I, ain't is, got yeah. time for, I ain't got time for the people I love in life, let yeah. alone for the people I so I yeah, just yeah. you know bygones be gone but I, I do talk about it and I'm glad I've had I've got a bigger platform now yeah. do you know what I mean so I do let people know because that was a scummy thing to do mm. what year was it when you come up with the idea SAS who dares wins oh. roughly and what year did they launch it it came out I can't remember what year I, I, I can't remember what year it was yeah. but I've got it I've, I've got it all on my thing mm. but it, it literally was about a year to two years after I came up with the idea that they rolled out with that and then after that they come up with the idea of hunted 
which is about the same time they was, they start yeah so it was it was all within a year or two years it was it wasn't you know it wasn't David Glover if you're Livy if you're listening <laughs> to this get Big Phil on the show ASAP. he don't work for Channel Four does no he more. not Funny whoever's in charge yeah, just, of yeah. Big Channel Four get he's Big a robber Phil. he's yeah. a robber <laughs> you're a robber right, I want to roll back a little bit uh, Phil. Tell me about taking the E on TV. Oh, mate, yeah. So, <laughs> here we go. So, this is, right. this is genius. So the, 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 the deal was with Drugs Live, they sold it to me. They said What that, channel? Channel 4. Okay. They sold it to me that basically we're doing research and we want to know if if, if, um, if MDMA, or whatever it's yeah. called, Mandy, would, yeah. help, would help troops. You had to say that you'd taken it before, which I lied on the yeah, thing and yeah. said, oh, yeah, but I hadn't. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, you turned up at the studio. They, they, they was going to give you two, two roles on it, right? One... Once you were going to take a, a, a tablet and it was going to be a placebo, and once you were going to take it, and it was going to be the real deal, and you didn't know which one was which. Okay. So we turns up for the first one, right? And I remember we get in there, but you had to bring someone to drive you home. So Wendy, come with me. So Wendy's in the Wendy's in the car, like Wendy's sat in the thing. They put you in scrubs and all that. I looked at ten pound of shit in a two pound bag. I really did, like, do you know what I mean? It wasn't my best telly look. I'm going to tell you, right? Do you know what I mean? It was horrendous. <laughs> so I get these scrubs on. They they they, they put a line and all that sort of stuff. You take they take your they take your pulse and all that stuff. And anyway, so I, I dumped this I dumped this tablet. Do they give you half an or a holy? I don't give us a tablet. It was like a horse tablet. It's huge. Okay, okay. I don't know where they got it from. Do you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> There's somebody around there smiling. Anyway, so I dumped this thing. Half an hour goes by, hour goes by, I've done a few things, they put me in the brain scanner, no no change whatsoever, right? So I'm like, no, that, that was definitely the placebo. Have a little interview afterwards. Come back two weeks later, same procedure, get in the thing, have the medical, take the blood pressure, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, they give me this tablet, right? Within about 20 minutes, my eyes have gone, <laughs> I'm like, my missus is looking when he goes, you are fucked. And I'm like, <laughs> 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 so I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and so then, then, right? So then I start getting a little bit agitated. So yeah. they put me in the brain scanner, right? So I'm in there like that, trussed up. And I called Wendy. I said, Wendy, I said, these fuck, these fuckers. I goes, these fuckers are taking the piss out of me. So this was all explained to me after how, how it works. Basically, because I'm quite an aggressive person, yeah. the drug that was supposed to unlock the love was now unlocking the hatred, right? right. So Wendy goes over to the producer on the slide, says, right, you've now got a 20-plus stone XSAS lunatic in a <laughs> brain scanner who's pretty angry. She said, have you got any security? They said, no. She said, well, I'll tell you what, you better go and stand outside and I'm going to try and get him out of there because he is getting fucking angry. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wind myself up now. The, the thing's coming in waves. So what I think in my own head, I think they're pumping more in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. taking the mickey. I'm like, yeah. when's this going to stop? And I was on a roller coaster. I'm like, anyway, so Wendy sort of like, Wendy took the line out of me and said, right, just get him out of there. Like, do you know what I mean? So then I go and sit in this room and I've got, a, <laughs> I remember one of the questions was, what do you think about Rooney or somebody. It was a bizarre question. I had like these things. And I'm like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. I hate him. <laughs> I have nothing against the fella. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I just hate you the world. How did an E, how did an E turn you aggressive? I don't know. Because, right, so the doctor explained it to me. He said, you've got gates in your brain. Yeah. This is how he explained it. You've got gates in your brain. Yeah. He said, when you open them, the emotions go through that gate. He yeah. said, so this drug is designed to open up and let all the nice stuff go through the gate. And I suppose if you're in a club and you're loving and you've got people With around you and, and, yeah, and yeah. all that and you're sort of like mellow, yeah. you're like, boom. But look, don't forget, I've had I've had training as well, haven't I? Which my training says to me, don't accept nothing that makes you go funny, son. Yeah. Okay. So I've gone against it. As soon as I feel my body sort of like doing stuff that I don't recognise, I'm like, don't stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. 
But that's opened up another gate now, the other way, which is the angry gate, right? So the angry gate's open and all this stuff's flowing into the angry gate and I'm getting madder and madder. I could I said to Wendy when I got out of there, I was like, well, I call it, I call it battlefield yeah. anger. Do you know what I mean? When you're in complete control of what you're doing, but you could absolutely no limits on what you do to mm. people. Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't care because I'm I'm doing what I've got to do now. Do you know what I mean? And is this where can people find? Is this on TV? It's just uh, did yeah, it come out? It, did it? It's on t- it did come out, but they cut so much of it. They did. Uh, they? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, do you find where can people find? Can they find it on YouTube? Can they find it anywhere? I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never looked at it since. I've got a couple of news clippings from it. Was there a title to the, the yeah, program? Drugs Life? Drugs just called Drugs Life. Phil Campion. Life. And they had a live show on it. Oh, <laughs> the live show was so funny. I got to go on this live show afterwards, right? And you got Dr. Hillary Jones is there, you know, when you got all these people in this panel and they're like they're asking you all these questions and I've got this complete junkie sat next to me, right? And he's going, I love drugs. Right. And I'm going this morning, a minute like, and I'm going, I don't like you. <laughs> and the drugs that you were saying are so good yeah. absolutely mungled me, like that you know what I mean? Out. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. What year what year roughly was this? Oh dear, it's gotta have been I say it's got to be 2008, something really? like that. Yeah, it's got to be. It's, it's quite and you come out when? I come out in 2001. In one. Yeah. Have you taken? Have you ever taken? Have you taken drugs since then? No, no. no it's, it's not my thing. Not it never thing, was. It, it no. just ain't my thing. Do you know what I mean? I just never. You must be the that, first person that in the world. You right? That actually <laughs> went filled. I never touched nothing like that. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So if you bring me a line on a key in a <laughs> club. Take it away. Take it. Okay, it's going to go really wrong, wrong. for everybody. Like, do you know what I mean? Because as soon as it kicks in, I'm going to start gurning on your head. Like, do you know what I mean? You must be the first person in the world to get ag on a knee. <laughs> the love drug, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish I was in sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so much fun. <laughs> so, with your, get this, while we're on the TV stuff, what other TV shows have you done? What other TV stuff have you done over the past sort of 10 um, plus years? So I did loads of stuff for Sky, didn't I? I did that programme called The Pledge. I made that documentary for them. Uh, that was called The Pledge? The Pledge. No, The Pledge was a show that they had, which was a debating show, which put sort of like all different people against each other. Okay. So um, I was on that for quite some time. And what was that about? What was your role? That could that? be anything. So you'd be on a panel, sat yeah. around a table. With, I think there's five or six of you sat around a table, and they would have a news topic of the week, and you'd have your own topic. So yeah. I used to try and do a veterans topic every week. Do you know what I mean? And just get people discussing it. And you'd get, you know, you had um, who did you have on there? The Afwa, she was proper sort of like lovey and lefty and all that sort of stuff. And then you had a few other people, and it was just sort of like it was a token from every genre, <laughs> basically. Do you know what I mean? That's how it worked. Like, do you know what I mean? And they, all they wanted was a bun fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> But unfortunately with that, to be fair, they always sort of like tried to cast me as being mega right-wing type. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like that. I've got some of my views are staunch, and I was you know, I was for Brexit and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But that don't mean I'm a sort of like, that hasn't automatically turned me into, you know, Hitler. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. like, that ain't, that ain't what I'm about. And you said about mean? Brexit, were you full-on <laughs> Brexit, wanting to, wanting to get the country back? Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. I just, for me, do you know what I mean? You know, bear in mind, you know, I, I took the Queen's shilling, I, you know, I, I fought for the country and all that sort of stuff. For me... I don't like the way the Europeans do a lot of the stuff that they do, and I don't see why we should be told to do the things that they've got control over absolutely everything, haven't yeah. they? You know what I mean? You'll weigh it like this, you'll measure it like yeah. that, you'll pay for it like this. Yeah. No, no, we won't. Yeah. No thanks. You know what I mean? Do you think? How do you think it's been <laughs> since we've been out of the EU for our country? I think, you know, I think there's probably a few people regretting that we came out because access into, into Europe has been, you know, a lot more difficult. You know, there's a lot of people came home from Spain, they couldn't cope with it anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You couldn't keep your car out there. But I think on the whole, 
we probably, probably are still better off. We are our own people again, yeah. aren't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think yeah. once we can get around a whole heap of other issues and get a government in place that can actually do stuff for us proper, we'll benefit from mm. it. At the moment, it, like everybody's still got a hangover from being European and mm. all that sort of stuff, I get the feeling. Uh, and what about on the, on the TV front? Is it GB News? You go on? GB News. You I've enjoy been that? On, I, I don't mind GB News. I do, you know, I, do, I do quite a bit of stuff for them, you know. I pick my topics now. Though. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to do the political stuff. I don't want to be cast. I don't think you can drag me on television because I'm going to give you the the, the belt fed, yeah. you know, answer that you want. I've got my own opinions. Yeah. I'll say what I like. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, and what do you think that's done to the country, GB News? Is it giving people a, a, a place where they can go? Right, this is how it is. It's given they're saying what we want to say rather than being told. What, what they're trying to do is, you know, I think at the moment there are there, there is a, a proportion of the country that doesn't get a say. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and isn't listened to in the media. And so it's given right. It's given, it's given way to people that perhaps wouldn't get a say elsewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which again is for me, I should get a say somewhere else. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because so you of my should. Views, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've had I've had some quite poor experiences with, with, with television. Do you know what I mean? It's not been the not been the roses and. You know, I've, I always say I've had all the fame without the fortune. <laughs> do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. the way it's worked out for why, me. Why do you think... Have you been stitched up anywhere on TV? I stitched up by Sky. So Sky News, when I was working for The Pledge, let me go because they were... I took a I took a rib over to France. Yeah. I filled it full of some squaddies, all right? They, they, they were not serving squaddies, but ex-squaddies. And I brought it back and I bounced it up and down the coast to prove how easy it was to go and pick people up from France and bring them home again, yeah. right? Just to say, this has been done. Unbeknown to me, a guy called Aaron Banks, who I don't know, who apparently is mega right wing, used it in his Brexit campaign. So Channel 4, in their bid to, to sort of like discredit Aaron Banks, tried to discredit my piece and say I hadn't done it. They'd done a little sting on me, and by the time I got into the TV studio and was recording, I suddenly realised what they were doing and went, no, 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 I'm out of here. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Sky let me go on behalf of that. All right, that's what they that that's what I was told. It was fake news. Anyway, this whole thing went to court eventually uh, with Aaron Banks. Aaron Banks went to court, and and I think it, all this stuff that had gone on, it was proven there was no wrongdoing. So there was no fake news. So that my piece hadn't hadn't it was just another piece that had been used to get at him. So with that in mind, we then had a situation where I'm actually in the clear. It's been proven in a court that what I did was absolutely above board. You know, not only to mention that, I didn't know at the time where it was going. So I genuinely just did this piece of work for somebody, gave it to them, had no idea what it was going to be used as, right? So, And this was all filmed? Yeah. All yeah. your stuff was all filmed. So where's yeah. the sting come from then? The, the sting came from they reckoned that things were done at... So the day before I went across the channel, I went and tested all the different places I wanted to do drops. Right. To see if it could, and they were, well, you did it in the wrong order. Give me an example. I, I did Folkestone, I did one of the beaches along there. I did two or three of the beaches on the first Where day. Where are you going to so go before, and get your yeah, men so and work, the, Before I went to France yeah. back, I drove along the beaches that day okay. and did a little bit of work on them, right? So just to make sure that it could be done before I wasted my time going over the channel. So yeah. then went over the channel, overnight, had guys in the boats, come back, dropped them off. Right? One boat, how many people, how many boats? One, one boat. One boat, two crew, three crew, six people. Okay. Okay, so there, there overnight, no one could see you, and then back. So in the dark I went as well. over there. Yeah, I went over. No, no, no. I went over. I didn't broad daylight. Right. Okay. I went over there, stayed overnight in the morning. Got up, had my breakfast. Got the guys to come down and meet me by this just random jetty in the middle of nowhere. On you get on the boat. Went, went back. I actually circled 
the the the, the custom spoke twice. Right, morning like that, and then went and dropped these 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 guys off on on the shore. And Channel 4's sting was he didn't do that. He he did it in the wrong order. He's filmed. He's tried to do no, I didn't. Yeah, I did it, and the trace actually showed I'd done it. But mm. they, uh, it just anyway. What have you learned from what you did? What have you learned? Is it how easy it is to bring immigrants from Calais or from France into our country? It, it certainly is easy if you've got you know if you've got anywhere near any boating skills. Do you know what I mean? You're, you're you're there, but you know. Moreover, if you wanted to now. If somebody wanted to make a living by bringing people over, it would be extremely easy for me to get a boat and for the right money, just go backwards from forwards and do shuttle runs all day. Mm. It's not a hard thing to do. It's mm. not a great big piece of water, is it? Do you know what I mean? With very little training or navigation skills, you can see on a good day where yeah. you're going, can't yeah, you? Do you yeah. know what I mean? How long does it take? What's it, 25 mile? <laughs> yes, not long. How long does it take for you to get couple from... Couple of hours, couple so of hours couple tops. hours to get across and couple of hours Couple of hours tops, yeah. Wow. Get there, turn around, come back again. What do you reckon? The what do you reckon when you look at that and go, "We need to stop this coming into our country." How would you stop it? They need to spend more money on actually, on actually patrolling it. The government need, okay. to, need to spend more money on actually patrolling it. But the problem is, these people know if they can get so far, if they get scooped up by our coast guard, they'll yeah. get brought this way. Right. They need to go that way. Yeah. You know? They need to get scooped up and taken back to where they came from. Yeah. Because when someone's when someone's an immigrant, when they leave the country that is that's at war or whatever it is that they've had to leave for. As soon as they hit the safe place or the first safe place, they should, by right, stay there. Yeah. You know, they, they're coming to us for a reason because they're getting handouts and all that sort of stuff. And in a way, I can't blame them because mm. you, if you've got, you know, if you've got an intention of trying to make your life better, then you're, you're going to head for the UK, best. You're going to head to the best place you can. Yeah, you... We're making it too easy for them. Do you know what I mean? In a way, but you know, you'd get shot down for that. I have got nothing against. A refugee or someone who has genuinely got yeah. nowhere else to go coming here, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm saying, right, there's a roof, there's, a, there's there's food, and we can give you a new life. But you say that, right? I've got nothing against that. You say, you say that, and I look at it and think, there's three to 4,000 ex-military homeless people living yeah. in London each night. So I caveat that by saying, and I've said this publicly a number of times before, anybody who has served their country in any way, shape, or form, whether it be a fireman, a doctor, a nurse, a soldier, a sailor, Anyone who served their country, when it comes to the benefit system, if they're in need of something, they should go to the front of the queue. There yeah. shouldn't be a waiting list. They shouldn't be all, no, no, because I've got Mr. Here. He's No. He served his country. He's put his life on the line. He's done this for the country, that for the country, the other for the country. So I'm afraid you just leapfrog all those yeah. people there, and they get looked after yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and so there's none of this, like... Homelessness is a massive thing with troops and yeah. all that sort of stuff. You know, I don't know what the figures are. Three, three to four thousand homelessness ex-troops living in London each yeah, night. I mean, that's just twenty-two percent of homelessness in the UK are veterans. Yeah, it's unacceptable. Twenty-two percent. Unacceptable. That's a lot of. It's unacceptable it for anybody be, to be to be homeless how in this does, country. But, how, but, but I want to understand how do people come over here, get a roof over the red? But yeah, veterans don't. Why? Who, who says yes and no? Who? It's, and why is this not being brought up? It, well, it should be brought up, doesn't it? The mainstream media don't cover it as much as they should do. Why? I don't know. It, 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 there's, I mean, there's some quite famous footage, isn't there? All these people look, rallying for their for their rights. And then, yeah. well, can you have a couple around your house? Yeah. Uh, no. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. I've had a homeless veteran living around my house. I've had him around there and his wife. Oh, you? Yeah, and his wife and his son. He's 18, he's, he's 22-year-old 20, son, sorry, right? I've had three people living in my house. They've gone now, but I had them in my house for four or five months. Yeah. All right, so I've stepped up to the plate yeah. and looked after those people because nobody else would. Do you know what mm. I mean? And I'm not going to mention his name or embarrass him or anything like that. I, I don't want to do that. But the fact is, when you get all these other people campaigning to let these people in, 
When they're put on the spot, well, go on, then you take a couple of yeah. Oh, I rent my property. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. Oh, I, no. Yeah. No, so it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's, as soon as you want to put it on put it on them, oh, no, no, Is no. Is there no. someone, like, we've had this conversation many a time, Phil, over the phone saying, when you leave the military, you've just forgotten about. Is there someone out there looking after the military, looking after veterans, going, hold on a minute, he ain't got a bed. He ain't got a bed. He ain't got a there roof. Is, he ain't got a roof. Who's in charge? There is various charities out there, but look, I think it needs. You know, like when you come out of prison, right? If you do a life sentence in prison, and this, you know, a lot of soldiers do do a twenty-five yeah. year stretch in yeah. the army, right? Yeah. So you do it like when you come out, you're on parole, aren't you? Mm. So I think there should be like a not. I can't call it parole, but I think when a soldier leaves the military, there should be like a voluntary parole. Yeah in place for him. And if yeah. that takes five, ten years, yeah. and that takes five, ten so years, it, yeah. and, and he gets a handrail that he can hold on to, that yeah. he can go back. The military is getting better at this, right? Yeah. It is getting better at it. You know, I see I see schemes in place now. You know, Marines are particularly good at mm. stuff like this. You know, they, they, they have veterans back, and they look after people. But it needs to be recognised. It needs to be systems. What they have at the moment is, you know, in, in government, they come out with things like the, the Covenant, the Armed Forces. It's a toothless tiger. Yeah. No one cares. You know, look at Sky News. They're, they're Armed Forces Covenant. They absolutely dumped on me from the highest heights they could. Mm. That's not Armed Forces Covenant. That's not looking after someone who's mm. served. That's just, what just... would you do if you were heading it up? What would you do if you were talking with government and they went, you know what, Phil, we're going to back you? What would you do? I, I would, I, like I say, number one primarily, I would make sure that anybody who requires assistance or help goes to the front of those queues yeah. if they've served their country. They go to the front of the queues. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So at least leap, leapfrog the people that have come here possibly illegally and all that. They should be at mm. least leapfrogging them. I understand that, you know, veterans aren't the only ones of issues and that there's disabled people. There's all sorts of people there with a varying and complex amount of needs. And I'm not saying poo-poo them and I'm not saying don't help them. But what I am saying is this guy served his country. You yeah. can't just leave him in the lurch. Yeah. You need to help him as well. So wherever he is in the queue, it needs to be further forward than at the back of it. Mm. And at the moment, they're at the back. Is there a list of vets ex-vets that we can look at and go right there's all the list they're the ones who got houses or flats or they've got accommodation and this is the list that haven't I don't think so and purely because there's no real sort of like once you're out you're out and that's what I'm saying so if you put someone out and put, and put him on a on a probation system whereby he was out but he could still go back but you knew that he was doing okay yeah. then at least he would have some sort of fallback but at the moment there isn't that so once, you, once you've gone through the gate you've handed your ID card in see you later you know, unless you off off your own back, stay in touch with comrades and people, and you know, touch base with regimental associations and all that sort of yeah. stuff, you are completely forgotten about. No one cares, and that's a, that's a that's a massive net to take from underneath. Somebody and do you not know anyone? Perhaps... Is there not anyone fronting this going? This is ain't this ain't right because I see it being touted out there here and there. Our oh, veterans haven't got anywhere to stay. And there's homelessness everywhere, and it kind of just gets put shoved under yeah, the carpet. Yeah, it, but it's the same as forces charities, isn't it? They all sort of like they're all drawing from the same pool of money. They're all trying to get the same exposure. They're yeah. all trying to do the same thing, but actually they get nothing done because eventually they all just sort of like, oh right, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It yeah, never, yeah. it never seems to go anywhere. It needs a combined effort. Yeah. And it's a very difficult thing to do because, like I say, especially with charities, they're all competing for the same money. Mm. They're all competing for the same expertise. Mm. They're all competing for the same space if someone, being talked in, in the House of Commons. Do you know what I mean? If so, someone paid you a salary to find out all the vets who are homeless and you were paid a salary, would you do it? If I thought it would work. But at the moment, you know, I could produce a list of, you know, say, you know, who was homeless, who wasn't homeless. 
A, quite a few blokes wouldn't talk to me in the first place. Why? Right? So Why? they just wouldn't want to. They're just proud. They don't want to admit to that. Do you know, I mean, the guy that come and lived around my house, I had almost sort of like say, come on, son, just get in here for mm. now. I don't care. I don't, you don't have to tell anybody that. And that's why I don't say his name. But mm. so, so there'd be a little bit of issue with that. Um, I think it'd be a very difficult thing to do. Okay. And okay. That, so the other thing, the other thing on the other flip side of this, and I have to mention this because I come across a lot of veterans who are extremely competent and extremely successful when yeah. they get out yeah, as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So We know quite a few. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, they, yeah. They, they, there's a lot of guys doing extremely well. But I think as a community, there's a lot of people who are sort of like let go by the wayside mm. who then can't get back on the ladder and, and just, you know, let drift. Mm. And that's how you end up with the homelessness. Right, Phil. I'm going to throw <laughs> you off guard here, mate. Gordon. I'm going to throw you off guard. <laughs> there are 195 countries in the world. Okay. You don't know what's coming, right? I haven't been to all of them, I can tell you I know, I'm sure. I know you've done done a fair few. I'm going to throw a couple of names out there. And off the cuff, I want to see what story you got. Yeah, come on. Let's go with... I'm going to really throw on this one. Let's go with Togo in Africa. Togo? Ah, Togo. Yeah, I did go to Togo. Oh, I've got a story about Togo. Right, here we go. So I went there to Togo. um, Anti-piracy. So anti-piracy was predominantly around the other side with Somalia. That was where all the anti-piracy was going this started to become a problem around Nigeria and that branched out down the West African coast. Now, the West African coast is barking and it's, it's bonkers. There's always yeah. something going on down there. Yeah. So it was a different sort of piracy. They weren't taking the ships, but what they were doing was standing people to and even clubbing a few people and, and sorting them out that way. Like, do you know what I mean? And they were taking stuff. So they go on the ship, they get in the ship safe, they take the ship safe, they take your wristwatch, they take anything they could and they'd be off. It was a different sort of piracy. But it, in that respect, it was more dangerous because... Dead bodies don't talk and all that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Whereas in Somalia, your your money is keeping that crew alive, and you're going to get weighed in by, with the, with the ransom, hopefully. So it was quite a dangerous scenario. So what you would do is you would go round there. Now it's very difficult for for, for round-eyed white people to carry weapons in in that part of Africa. They've seen far too many military coups. They are petrified of people going into small countries, yeah. you know what I mean, and helping people overthrow them and all that sort of stuff. So it's a big no-no. So, for instance, if you went to Nigeria, you'd get on the ship and then you get some local coppers that come and join you, like, do you know what I mean? It's, for me, I was like, well, it's the best, of, the best of a bad job, and do you know what I mean? At least if they lay their weapons down, I'll have something to pick up and carry on with, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So I went to, I went to Togo. And um, what, what year roughly we're talking here? Oh, it must have been. It must have been around two. Must have been around two thousand and nine, ten, or okay. something like that. It was one of the last things I did actually. And um, a friend of mine says we got this ship. It needs a few guys on it, and there's going to be some coppers join you, and you'll be going down there on your own. And can you take this body armor out? And I knew there was going to be a problem with body armor. I just, you know, they don't anything military-wise. If you turn up with great big black bags, you know what I mean, <laughs> looking like your special forces on an op, yeah. just about, you're going to have a problem. So I said, look, have you got the paperwork for these for these vests? Yes, yeah. no problem, Phil. Here you go. Show me the paperwork. Yeah, great, lovely, all signed, all stamped. Been to the embassy in London. Yeah, not a problem. This guy's going to bring four sets of body armor out, ballistic, whatever it was. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're in a bag. I've got them in a bag. They're in the bottom of the plane. So. Not a problem. So I said, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do the job, right? Flies over there, gets off the plane, gets into this arrivals terminal. It's proper hot. There's no air con, do you know what I mean? It's honking. It's, 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 it really is the, how the other half live like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's minging, right? Yeah. I'm sat there waiting for my bags to come off. And there's a few guys with uniform kicking around and all that sort of stuff. And my bags come through and I'm sort of like, I can see out the corner of my eye that I've got to try and get them through an x-ray machine down the thing. But I'm not that bothered because I've got the paperwork. But I think if I can swerve them, I will. Mm. 
you know what I mean? Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just illuminating myself with these <laughs> things, right? So I get the bags, I stick them on my trolley, I'm walking out, someone else goes into the thing, so I walk around the side, not a problem, gets away with it. I'm like, wow, how easy was that? Yeah. Boom, straight into another bloke who puts his foot on the trolley. No, no, so you must go back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right, okay. So now I'm like, oh my God, now I've put the, now I've put the pencil on myself. <laughs> anyway, haven't I? Do you know what I mean? So I go back around, throw the bags off, do it myself because I feel well, they're going to feel how heavy they are. So I'll just grab the bags off myself, do you know what I mean, and, and chuck them on. They go on, they go through. The first bag doesn't even come out the other side, like, do you know what I mean? And it's like the thing stops and make you sat there behind the thing like that. And I know there's a problem straight away, like, do you know what I mean? So I'm trying to be cool now. I'm sort of like stood on the other side going, oh, uh, looking at me, watching all that sort of stuff. And the guy's not having none of it. So before you know it, two or three guys in uniform have turned up. They're at the back of the machine, oh, like this, right? <laughs> then someone else comes, and a bloke, then, then an official turns up. Uh, Mr. Campion, we have reason to believe you're carrying uh, ballistic plate body armour in your, in your... I said, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, I am. I said, yeah, not a problem. I said, I've got the paperwork here. Get this paperwork, give me the paperwork. He takes one look at it. <laughs> so I was laughing at it. I'm like, what are you doing? What do you mean? It's not funny. Like, is it funny that I've got the right paperwork? Or is it funny because I've got something that doesn't mean an absolute lot here at all? Yeah. It was the second, all right? So, who are you? I'm shaking the you are You're in big trouble. Mr. Campion, you are in big trouble, big trouble here. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? So I'm thinking, I, I'm sort of like, I know I've got, I've got my satellite phone in me thing, because in them days, the, the, the phone signals weren't great, so yeah. I've got my satellite phone, the Ferrari with a big old donkey stick on the side <laughs> of it, I've got that in my pocket, thinking. Right, so they take me off to this office. Again, I've got two, I've got two guys with me now, two two soldiers with me now, right? They're, they're, they're behind me. My bags are on the trolley. They've gone another way. Not, I don't know where they've gone, right? I've got my day sack and I've got the Farrier in the day sack, my phone in the day sack. Miraculously, they don't search me at all at this stage and I was just like, going for this interview. They go, you're going to have to come to a uh, police station while we sort this, this out, Mr. Cameron. So I said, well, can we phone the office? I said, because my office in London, it'll be open now. Do you know what I mean? They're only a few hours behind, we're in, we're, you know, it's almost straight yeah. behind, underneath, isn't it? You know, yeah. It's the same sort of like time frame. Yeah. Like, can we find the office? No, no, Mr. Cameron, no, no. We... The reason they didn't phone the office is because they didn't have a phone line that worked. <laughs> all right? So I'm sort of like saying, well, phone. He's going, oh, no, 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 phone. I said, do you want to use my phone? <laughs> oh, we can phone office, all right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can phone the office. You, know what I mean? <laughs> you can phone your mum as well. Don't get it, you know what I mean? Just phone the office and get me out of this room, right? Okay. <laughs> so he gets the phone, phones the office, and basically comes away from there saying, no, no, they have no paperwork. Oh, no, they have got paperwork. They can't email it because he's got no email. They, 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 I mean, the phone line doesn't even work. They don't have the email. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know I mean, so there's no way that's coming through. So I'm thinking, oh, this is a mess. Gives me my phone back. He goes, you're going to have to come to the police station. So I'll, I'll, get, I'll get in this truck, back of this truck, one of those sort of like Toyota type pickups. Yeah. Back of the pickup. Two more Jundies get on there. Two more soldiers get on there as well, right? So I've got, I've got now four soldiers on there, me and the guy in the front and, and then someone with him driving me. And I don't even know where I'm going. Now I'm not thinking, oh dear, you know, the, the old pace has just picked up a little yeah. bit. The adrenaline's starting to spike and all that. And I'm like, oh, where are we going? When we get there, we drive into this courtyard. I mean, we turn in. I can't really see too much going. I've got no idea where I am. We drive in. And as we walk down, he parks by this like big shipping container. And we're walking past the shipping container, and as we get to the end of it, I go to carry on walking as if I'm going to the building. He sort of like pushes me left, and I'm like, the shipping container's open, and in I go, like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, 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 that's minging, do you know what I mean? It pen and ink, I'm Did telling it? you. It's like, I don't know who's been in here, how long they've been in here for, they might still be in here for all I know, do you know what I mean? But this thing honks, all right? This thing honks. And sure enough, they shut the thing behind me. 
Now, I've got my sat phone in there, but that doesn't work, all right? So they haven't taken nothing off me. I've got my sat phone still and, and my bag. Just, this is just, this is a real African mentality, this is, right, okay? So not only am I in this thing, but to speak to anybody, they want me to make sure that I'm lower than they are, so they've put the window about knee height down there. So yeah. I've got to, like, <laughs> stick my head out like that. I'll stick my head out, I'll start yelling for people to come over, like, do you know what I mean? A couple of kids come over, I'll, I'll, I'll figure that if I stay there for too long, they're probably going to take a piss on me, like, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I ain't having that, do you know what I mean? So this thing is baking. It's proper hot. Anyway, I'm in there, I don't know how long I'm in there for. He drags me out, gets back up to the office, make a few more phone calls, still not happy, back in the container. Container opens, and these soldiers are now taking the mickey out of me, going, you are mercenary, you're mercenary, oh, you, you, mercenary. you don't know what happens to mercenary in, in Togo. Mercenaries get, ah, like this. <laughs> they're telling me, <laughs> you'll be in court Monday, Mr. Campion, and uh, ah. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not a mercenary, I'm not. I'm not a mercenary, do you know what I mean? I've got wings tattooed on my arms, yeah. do you know what I mean? I've got, you know, I've, I am slap bang in the perfect yeah. category to be a mercenary, you know, do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I couldn't go any worse. <laughs> Eventually, after loads of sort of like different comings and goings, and me being told countless times that on Monday I'm going to get hanged, shot, beat, flogged, dragged through the streets oh, and all that man. sort of stuff, they take me out of the container, put me back in the wagon, they don't drive me towards the airport. They now drive me down to this hotel and they put me under hotel arrest. So I'm in the hotel. Anyway, long story short, I'm in the hotel for a few days. The body armour I never ever see again. I don't see the ship. The job, as far as I'm concerned, is cancelled. I'm taken out, I'm put on a plane and I'm sent back to the UK. All right? I am proper happy about yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? I'm in the Glad to Be Alive club. I'm like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> I'm, get back to the UK, phone up the company responsible tell them the nonsenses I have, which they're fully aware of, because I know, because I've been on the sat phone yeah. to them a few times. Well, we're only going to be able to pay you for the amount of time that you... You what? <laughs> I had three weeks' work out of you here, do you know what I mean? On quite a decent dollar. I said, you need to be paying me, and I need the whole lot. I said, you know, I said it ain't my fault. I said, it's your... Anyway, they paid me, I'm telling yeah, you. They I, paid me. I was on my way up there. I was, <laughs> I was on a train. I was on my train. I got a phone call from a friend of mine, uh, John, and John says to me, he said, John... John says, he goes, I've just had a phone call from this company in London and they want to know if you're serious about coming up. I said, I'm on the train. I'm on the train. I'm on my way up there now. Do you know what I mean? He phoned them up. Was there a point then? Was there a point when you were sat in that, when they looked down, boom, boom, and you thought, you know, my life's flashing through my yeah, eyes right now. Yeah, 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 proper. I was like, this this could be it. This could be this could be the final song for Phil. Jesus. <laughs> How old were you? <coughs> late 30s, I suppose. Bloody hell. Yeah, late 30s. Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, I had all sorts of thoughts in there. Yeah, plenty of time to think when you sat in one of them, mate. Yeah, I'll tell I bet. You. And it was proper hot as well. Do you know what I mean? Okay, Africa. I'm going to stick with Africa right now. Go on, stick with I'm going to pick another country. Go on, do that one. Right. What a bad one to start with, though, was it? You that was that a one. good story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's move across. Let's move across to Europe. Yeah. Let's go Switzerland. Okay, Switzerland. Let me think Switzerland. Switzerland. I went skiing there loads of times. Looked after a Russian billionaire's kid in Switzerland. But I'll, I'll tell you what I'll tell you. Right, so I was <laughs> debt collection. Right, I was doing some debt collecting. For, 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 and I used to do it just, just purely. It was nothing heavy. It was nothing nasty. But it was like, it was just go and recover the debts. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and they were, it wasn't, I'm not your lawyer, am I? Do you know what I mean? So you can imagine there has to be a few words exchanged yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But it was okay. Do you know what I mean? I was never horrible to people or nothing like that. So he, he comes up with this one in Switzerland, and I have to go in there. Uh, he gives me, he lives in a tower block, this fella. So I go and sit outside the tower block, and it's got one of those key codes on the outside. So um, what I did was I put the old Windeline 
on the on the key code and I can see which numbers are being used and then we worked out the code on the numbers and I get in like do you know what I mean so, <laughs> so I'm in there before long we're in there right <laughs> we find out his flat number which we knew we goes up to his flat and uh we chaps the door me and this other fella went with me and he's, he's a, a grisly looking person yeah. as well like, do you know what I mean so we've chapped the door uh, Mr so-and-so can't remember his name Mr so-and-so we're here on behalf of so-and-so we want to speak to you about so-and-so he knows straight away He's shaking like a dog having a dump. He's yeah. like, they're here. Like, do you know what I mean? No, he knows what's coming. And he's like, Ugh. so he says to me, he says, uh, he says, I genuinely haven't got nothing. He said, I've got nothing. He said, I'll, I'll let you in. He says, I've got nothing. And his wife and his kid were in there, right? His wife and his kid was in there. And he says, uh, he says, I've got nothing. He says, but uh, he said, look, if you want to do what you, you got to do to me, he said, but just please leave my wife and my child alone, right? So I'm I'm almost welling up. Right? You know, <laughs> best debt collector in the world. Right? I'm almost welling up. So I go in, right? He's literally, he's got like a trunk, which he says has got some clothes in it. His wife and his kid are sat on that. There's no furniture. He's got no car and he's got no money. So I'm like, right, okay. I took him to breakfast. I went and fed them. I'm like, right, I'll, I'll just, I said, look, you'll have to come with me. I'll get you some breakfast, I said, and then I'll be out of here. And I phoned the geezer up who sent me over. I said, look, I, I can't recover any money mm. off that. Do you know what I mean? But what I used to do, I was quite clever. So whenever I did jobs like that, I used to always take at least enough to cover my expenses and a little bit of bunts beforehand. Like, do you know what I mean? Because if someone's genuinely ain't got nothing. Yeah, nothing can do I mean, that. yeah, I could dangle him by his yeah. toes, but I still ain't going to get nothing. Yeah. And then I'm likely to get beat up myself you know, yeah, or, or yeah. lifted by the authorities. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So there's absolutely, if they got something, then you know they got something and they're hiding it from you, then maybe it'll be a little di a different story. But, nah, you can't do that. Did again. you get paid for the job, even though you didn't collect anything? Yeah, so, yeah. I, so I would like say, I said, all my expenses have got to be done. And I, put, I built enough into that expenses package that I could walk off with right. a couple of quid afterwards. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Otherwise, I've just wasted my time, haven't I? Do you know what I mean? Right, let's pick another country, mate. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I'll find a country where I ain't got a story. Right, let's go Pakistan. Pakistan. Pa oh, yeah, Pakistan. So, when I, when, <laughs> so when, I was in when I was in Afghanistan, I worked for the European Commission, and we used to do money runs into Pakistan because yeah. you couldn't get, you just there wasn't the money, US dollars, in Afghanistan to pay all your locals and all that sort of stuff. So you'd have to go there, get the money, come back, change it in Afghan, then change it, and then give it your locals and all that sort of stuff. And we used to go up there probably, we used to, we used to, sometimes we used to drive, sometimes we used to fly, we used to, and anyway, we used to go up there, but <laughs> we used to have such a laugh up there, because it was like, there wasn't much going on in Afghanistan in that days, but when you got to Pakistan, if you knew where to go, you could go and have a drink, or, or a few beers and that, do you know what I mean? Or you could, you know, the Marriott Hotel was like Marriott anywhere in the world, it was yeah. great, you know, the one that got blown up a bit, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> we used to go up there quite a bit, and we used to have quite a good laugh, and one of the ambassadors used to love golf. And he says to me, he says, uh, we're playing golf, he says, tomorrow. He says, and uh, he said, oh, he says, you're going to have to come, because I'm there to look after him primarily. So he says, you'll have to come with me. So I said, yeah, no, no drama. I said, what do I need to wear? He said, well, he said, you won't be able to wear what you've got on. I've got like khaki like trousers on, do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like the typical bodyguard at the time, yeah. don't you yeah. You know, your fishing jacket on and all that sort of yeah. stuff, do you know what I mean? I don't, I'll, I'll stand. So I goes down the market, right? I buy these big long socks with tassels on. <laughs> these Rupert Bear shorts what and the brightest pink shirt you've ever seen with yellow arms, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> and turn up to play golf the next day, right? So I turn up and he's like, what have you come as? Get there, right? So in, in Pakistan at the time, in, in Ralpindi, I think it was Ralpindi, right? Yeah. 
You could go on the golf course, right? And you would get not just a caddy, so you've got someone to carry your bag. You'd have somebody who would get the ball out for you. Another guy that would run down and tell you where your ball had gone. Another, so there was a, I had like an entourage of about 15 people around me. And <laughs> as, you, as you're walking up to the tee, you're like, what iron would you like, Mr. Phil? I go, I would like, um, I would like the club out, please. I've got the, I the club, get the club. There's nothing called the club. Like, get the club, Mr. Phil, I want the club, right? So he gets the club. I've got the club out, right? Where's the ball? Right, get the ball for Mr. Phil. He gets the ball, he puts it down, he puts it on the tee, polishes it, puts it down like that, and he goes, all right, Mr. Phil, ready? I'm like, and he goes, oh, great shot, Mr. Phil. And that is, okay. and he looks at me and he goes, he goes, where do you want it to go? I said, it's went down there, isn't it? Yes, went down there, right? Run, 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 run. <laughs> Guy takes the ball, puts it where you want it, like, you know, you get down there, right? You get down there, you get down there. Give me another club, right? I'll have one of the flat ones, mate. Yeah, flat one for Mr. Phil, right? Out it comes, right? <laughs> stood in the middle of the, stood in the middle of the fairway where my ball landed, right? And and the guy actually comes out and he'll go, he'll go, he'll tuft it up. So it's nice to hit, he'll tuft it up like that with his fingers. Proper job, done it a million times, <laughs> tufts it up, so it sat there perfectly. Great line, Mr. Phil, great line, great shot, Mr. Phil. Genius! What a great laugh you're telling. And then at the end of the day, like I used to tip them huge, like do you know yeah. what I mean? Because we went back two or three times because we looked after them, like do you know what I mean? They'd absolutely roll out the red carpet. Every <laughs> <Honestly>. <laughs> it Mr. didn't matter Phil. where your ball went. Didn't matter where you went. Mr. Phil, great <laughs> shot, Mr. Phil, great shot, Mr. Phil. And when you get it, great lie, great lie, Mr. Phil, great lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a lovely. So there you go. That's, what, that's Pakistan. For you. <laughs> oh, mate, lovely place. Better. Lovely people. This they is really getting were. better. Yeah. Right. Uh, Botswana. Botswana. What do I do in Botswana? Oh, Botswana. Yeah, Botswana. So I went to Botswana with the regiment and I did a team task. And it was like uh, my old unit were out there on a, on a, on a trip. Just, they, they were doing some arid training and a bit of stuff and they would go up to the Okravanga Delta and all that sort of stuff. And it was like a, it was like an overseas trip for them. So I went over there, it was sort of like the SAS man and I would do a bit of survival with them, a bit of shooting on the ranges. And we had a great time. It was, anyway, I got, I got a week's worth of R&R, rest and recuperation, where they said, right, you're going to go down into Gaborone and you're going to have a bit, and you're going to have a week off. <laughs> <laughs> so we drove down there. Um, unbeknown to me, they, they took us down. We have three white Land Rovers. So we've gone down in thingy. And the guy, the guy who was, who was who was in charge of the detail of getting me down, it says, "Phil, he goes, I'm getting out soon." He goes, "I want to do a bit of bodyguard." And he goes, "Can I, can I pretend to be your bodyguard when we go down there?" Right. So I go, "Yeah, no problems." So he goes down there in convoy. All right, the cars pull up. They open the door. They take me upstairs. Right. Um, then they go downstairs and they go. So I'm sat there in my room, I'm, I'm down, I'm down, it's boiling hot day, the aircon's on, but I'm down to my underpants, sat on my bed, scratching my nuts, that sort of stuff, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Thinking, oh, lovely, can't wait for a beer, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a chap at the door. Opens the door. Your Highness, Your Highness, there's, there's this guy there bowing and scraping. Yeah. <laughs> your Highness, Your Highness, your, cham your champagne is here. Right, okay, my champagne's here. He brings in this bottle of champagne. He said, and the staff would like to meet you. He said, the st I said, what do you mean the staff would like to meet me? He said, well, 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 Prince, he said, there's, there's, he told him I'm Prince Harry, right? <laughs> he told him I'm Prince Harry. Now, Prince Harry said? was only about four at the time. They didn't yeah. even know that, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> he, said, he, he said, yes, he's, he's going to be the next King of England, right? They, he told him I'm the next. So they, they now think they've got royalty staying there. As I come down the stairs, the whole staff from the cleaner to the bloke that owns it are lined up. And I'm shaking. <laughs> Mate, and I'm shaking, and I'm shaking everybody. <laughs> mate, I'll tell you what, I got I got back to my room, right? And I phoned him up, I goes, mate, I goes, thanks for that. They wouldn't even let me, they wouldn't, they, they, no, 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 you can't go there. You can't. I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't do, I couldn't get out of the hotel. Like, no, 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 too dangerous. Too da 
Mate, that is quite. Yeah, yeah. How funny with that? All the all the stuff, the maids like that, all curtsying. <laughs> everyone's like doing these mad, exaggerated bows and that. Like, you know what I mean? You're right, son. You're right, mate. <laughs> right. There's loads of that countries here. That was we fun. could we could we could do. If people are liking this, right, Phil, we could come back and potentially do a part three. We could do, yeah, geography. Geography, geography the around the world. Or we could do... Ask, around the world, not with Felius Fogg, but with Big Phil. Big Phil, around the world. Or we could do Ask Phil Anything. Ask Phil Anything you like, yeah. Or a Q&A. What do you reckon, Q&A. Or a Q&A would be fun. A Q&A yeah. with Phil. What if, we did, what if we did something, Phil? Just throwing it out there. Obviously, being a promoter and putting on loads of events over the last yeah. 20, 30 years, and you being the face and me and the host of the thing. What if we did like a little tour? What if we put something? I, what I, you know, I think a live tour would be absolutely. It'd be fun. I mean, it'd be a good laugh. It'd so be if, a, we put, so if we put our reds together and said something like, yeah. right, we're going to be in Portsmouth or Bournemouth or Poole or Southampton, and yeah. we hired a venue, yeah. and we went, right, live with Big Phil Campion. I don't know, we're a blinding idea. I reckon we'd have a right laugh. Eventful lives, hosts, big Phil Campion yeah, in a we'll, theatre or something like that. Do you reckon people buy yeah, tickets? I mean, I mean, Billy and that do it, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Billy. So they, Billy Billingham. Billy, so Billy, okay, Billy, yeah, Billy he does, does the whole it, tour, doesn't, doesn't he? Does he? Does the tour. His, his tours seem to always be packed out. Foxy's done one. Yeah. Should we chat about that? We should have a chat about that. Do you reckon any listeners out there? In the, meantime, in the comments, let us know yeah, if you want to do that. Because it would be fun. Be I think we'll have a right laugh. Yeah, it would be we a could, laugh. Imagine if we mix some. Imagine if we did like a mix where out of the hundred and how many guests we had on Josh so far? We've done one hundred and fifty-four guests, and we've got twenty-six in the bank that we've already recorded. So all in all, we've done one hundred and seventy odd episodes. What if we did an evening with Big Phil, but we did a surprise and mixed it in with like a what's a massive hitter we've had? Do you reckon the Eventful Lives All Stars? Yeah, Eventful Lives All Stars. Bring one, bring one to each event. So if we did like do a freeway, you with Harry Redknapp. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I, I know Harry. I've met Harry a couple of times. Harry's a good mate. I reckon we could make that one. What if we did yeah. like you and maybe Marcus Redwood? Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, who's had a ridiculous <laughs> amount of hits, and people are loving him. The same vibe as you. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. And we could do, a, and we could do a free. What? This is actually an idea. And we'll get it on the road, the road show, the Eventful Lives Road Show. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? You fancy that? Yeah, I do fancy a bit. That's a bit of me. Before that is. we before we do that, we got to get the buy-in from people. Going, you know what? If you put it on, we would buy a ticket. Yeah, we'd come along and support Phil. Yeah. Right. Let's put our heads together. Let's get it on there. Let's put our heads. Let's together. get it on. Let's talk about it. Yeah, mate. It'll be fun. It will be fun. I'm going to you, <laughs> Yeah, mate, it'll, it'll be, be fun. fun. <laughs> We'd have a right laugh. Or, it will be a laugh. Or, or we could put a twist to it, like, come and have a couple of pints with Big Phil yeah. on stage. Yeah. And then what we'll do is add in other special guests, but maybe we go and do it. I don't know. That's yeah, fun. Mate, there's, some, there's an there's, idea there, 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 isn't yeah, there? Yeah, it'll be fun to be had. Mate, this sounds like... I'm a, happy. This sounds like we could run to something. It could be fun. But we it? only better do this if people are like, yes, we will yeah. come. No, there's no point of us risking a load of money up front going, will people come? But actually, if people come and go, fucking, I, I love that. And then who if knows? If there's anything like the cruise liners, and I talk on the cruise liners, and if I go on to P&O, I would expect anywhere between 700 or 1,000 people would come and watch me on the, on the cruise liners religiously throughout the whole hold thing. Hold on, hold on. You're doing the cruise liners? I'll do the cruise liners. Tell I'll, me. I love the cruise liners. Tell mate. me. So, yeah. So, P, I, I do P&O at the moment. Yeah. And I go on P&O, and every sea day, I put on a talk. So, my first talk is called Born Fearless. My second talk is called Selection. My third talk is called Opera Aris. My fourth talk is Anti-Piracy. My fifth, it goes on like that. I mean, so everything I've done, I do a talk about. Yeah. 
they love me on PO, and I, I, I'm really humbled that I get huge audiences compared with other speakers yeah. that go on there. I get absolutely mammoth audiences, and I, it's just such a laugh. I remember there's a video of you on Insta or something doing a massive dance in front of a thousand people, having everyone in stickers. <laughs> I was the sexiest man on that cruise sexy ship, beast. and they still bounced. You know what I mean? I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, let's put our reds together. Yeah, let's let's get it. some comments going on here. Let's put our reds together and make yeah. this happen. Yeah. Mate, wicked. Let's do it. Yeah, mate. Right. I've really nice enjoyed one. this one again, Phil. Cool. A great part two. If they want part three, we'll do a part three, shall we? Nice one. All right. You're a gentleman. Good man. Good man.